So I, I would like to reiterate and, and expand upon the thank you that David gave to all those that signed up to serve for uh, the Mission Focus Conference. And, and I'd like to do so, though, maybe just in light of spiritual reality. That's one of our principles here. We want to minister in light of spiritual reality. And, and the conference, the, to pull off that conference, required a lot of people serving in different ways as they were gifted by God to do so. And, and it's a beautiful example of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. You guys know, know that verse, right? Ephesians 4, 16 says, speaking of Christ as the head, says, from whom, that's Christ, the whole body, that, that's us, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. And what happens there is it maketh, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And what we just heard was testimonies of how people were edified by the Mission Focus Conference. And the way that worked was a lot of different members of the body, that would be most of you, in some way tuned in, signed up to serve, and as you served with your brothers and sisters, working to do this thing that the body was doing, you got closer to your brothers and sisters, you, you had to depend on them, they had to depend on you, you had to work together, but the end result was the edifying of the body of itself in love. And the Mission Focus Conference and the way people signed up to serve is a beautiful illustration of that. And so what I've done here, I just want to, to those people that signed up, this is what they did. You, you heard the, those announcements, okay? And, and so you went to the, the, the link and clicked on the link, and this is what came up on your, on your device, was a sign-up form. So you could see, well, this is, the, the, this is the available slot, the date, the location, how many people are needed, and, and what slots are still available. That, that's what you did, and you just went and you looked at that. And, and, and so we had 27 different churches register. I know there were, there were more than that represented by those who came, but let's go to the next slide. You know, you, you could have signed up here um, to be a blessing to the 50 pastors from all over the country and all over the world that registered. I know we had more than that, but that was the number that registered to come. And so some of you, you went to this and, and you signed up to serve. You said, let's see, we need someone to work security on Thursday morning. And, and you just signed up, not necessarily because you love security, but because that was the need that was there. That's what the slot that needed to be filled. And you just put your name in that slot. That's what you did. Let's go to the next slide. We served, we served 1,856 meals. That's, that's how many people ate, if you count each, each meal. You know, I ate more than one, so you did too. That's, but, but how many meals? 1,856 meals. That took a lot of people signing up to, to go to Costco, to, to organize that, to prepare the food, to serve the food, to clean up afterwards. And, and what a beautiful thing that someone just said, I'll do it. So you went to the website, you saw the need, and, and, and you saw there were some slots available, you just put your name in there. Let's go on to the next one. 
So we had 228 available slots for people, different members of the body, to just show up and sign up to serve. Out of those 228 slots that were available, we filled 174 of them. That's pretty good. Now, some people served, you know, in more than one slot, but, but still, filling 178 out of the 228 slots, that's, that's pretty good. And, and so, you know, <clears throat> literally putting your name in the gap, like literally seeing the gap, seeing the slot, and just inserting yourself into the ministry in that way, to me is just a, a beautiful thing, and it illustrates nicely the way God has designed this. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm still just saying thank you. But I want to do it in a way that we see that what we're thanking each other for is just by thanking our brothers and sisters for doing just willingly what God designed. And if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, read with me in verses 4 through 6, talking about spiritual gifts because Paul would not have us ignorant regarding spiritual gifts. He writes the following. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diversities of operations, but it's the same God that worketh all in all. And the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse, uh, verse 5. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And then verse 6. And there are di diversities of operations, but it's the same God that worketh all in all. So listen, God has given us different types of gifts to be used in different types of ways, but it's all the same Spirit, and it's the same God, and it's the same body. And you can't look at those verses without seeing that God has his fingerprint all over that. You even see the Trinity in that. Did you see that? It's a spirit in verse 4, and it's the Lord, that's Jesus Christ in verse 5, and it's God, that's God the Father in verse 6. Okay, and, and here is a description, not just of spiritual gifts, but of the body of Christ. And the next verse, verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit, that is, us using our spiritual gifts to accomplish something together, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man... Okay, so, so all of us who are born again, you have been gifted by God. Now, it's not for your benefit that you're gifted. Look at what it says, to profit with all. So that with all, it means with all. So I was given a spiritual gift, but I'm not given a spiritual gift for my benefit. I'm giving a, 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 I've been given a spiritual gift so that I can take part with all of us to be part of what God's body is doing. Sometimes I, I find it a little interesting that, that, that people miss that. They, they don't get that. And, and, I, and I feel like sometimes people come and they say, well, I just don't know. God's will, and I just don't know God's plan, and I've been praying about this for 10 years, and I just can't figure out, and, and it's kind of, in my mind, this helps with that a lot. It'd be like if my left arm reported to my brain and said, I, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just, I've been thinking about it, and I'm praying about it, I can't figure it out. Meanwhile, the whole rest of my body's out chopping wood. My left arm's like, I just, I just, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. 
And the whole rest of the body's like, help. Help us chop wood. If you would help and we had full functionality of this body, this would be a lot better. And so 174 times preparing for mission focus, people just simply heard the announcement that said, hey, we need help. This conference doesn't put on itself. We're the body of Christ. Every member is a minister. So listen, just would you go to the website and see what the needs are and fill one of those needs? And 174 said, well, yeah, that, of course I will. Now, we had, we had a lot that, that didn't get filled. You know, okay, you know, it's not about getting all the slots filled. It's not like, oh, you should feel guilty because you didn't put your name. No, 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 but listen, we all need to understand this simple thing. This is how God designed it. It's for all of us to just simply be a part of doing what the body is doing because we're members of that body. Does that make sense? Now, I, I, you know, well, wow, Chris, you think maybe you've overcomplicated your thank you? People signed up to serve, and they served, and can't you just say, well, yeah, but, but I, you know, I did overcomplicate that on purpose, but the reason I did that is because I think maybe some of us overcomplicate missions. Okay, so today I just want to present to you Midtown Baptist Temple's 2022 missions opportunities kind of in the same way as the opportunities to serve at Mission Focus were presented to you. We simply need to hear the call, answer the call, look for opportunities to serve, and, and just sign up and show up. This is what the body's doing. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Ye are the body of Christ. That is, that's the church. And members in particular. Okay, members of the body. This is what the body's doing. That's what today is. You know, so we do need to pray through. We need to figure out. We need to make sure, you know, that, that we're, we're being prayerful in our decisions. But if you're part of the body and this is what the body's doing, that really helps a lot. And it's not so much that every missions trip needs every slot filled, but every single one of us needs to, as a part of the body, be about the business that the body is doing. If the body's out chopping wood, well, then you should be chopping wood the body is going around the world to support me, well, then you should be a part of that one way or another. Now, so what we're going to do is, 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 is look at, at missions trips, and, and that's going to be the main part of it. We also, you know, need people who don't go but are part of sending. So whether we're going to be sent in one way or another, or we're going to be a part of sending, we all need to be able to say, I get it. God's fingerprint is all over missions, and I need to be a part of missions one way or another. So let's, you know, so here's what you're going to find if you engage in missions. That, that missions trips and, and then being involved in other areas of missions, which we're going to lay out, they move us along more quickly, spiritually speaking. You know that God has started to work in you. Okay, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit indwells in you, and these things that we wrestle with, and the, the trials, all these sorts of things, it's really God at work in our lives, bringing us to a point of more maturity, more sanctification over time. You guys know that, right? 
The only way you fail to grow spiritually is just to quit. But if you don't quit, if you just keep going, you're going to eventually get farther and farther down this path, the path of maturity and sanctification, in which over time we look more like Christ and we look less like what we used to look like. Okay, a missions trip will move you farther, faster down that path. Okay, it will get you farther down the road than if you didn't go on the missions trip. And, and you know what, literally, if you sign up for a missions trip and you're on that team, literally, you're going to be meeting together. You're going to be praying together. You're going to be investing in the cost of your trip. You're going to be preparing. And you will be part of a team that is focused and committed, preparing, dedicated, purposed, sacrificial, prayerful, willing, courageous, willing to be uncomfortable, dependent upon God, willing to be led, organized, and an anointed company of blood-bought, Bible-believing men and women who have answered the call to go. Spiritually speaking, that is now what you are a part of. Well, see, before you signed up, you were really good at destiny. Now you're part of like this team, and you're like, wow, I have to meet and pray and save and prepare, and pretty soon we're going to be getting on an airplane, and we're going to be going somewhere that maybe isn't even safe. Oh, Lord. And now you're praying like a saved person. And it's amazing just joining that, that missions team. Okay, it moves us along. You know what else it does is it gives us fellowship with the other people on that team. Christodos was here and we were talking about a trip that we took and Miss Brian and Seth and Alvaro was on that team. And we were just telling stories, funny stories from on that trip and things with the language and the traveling, and, and we had fellowship like that. And if you weren't on that trip, you didn't have that, that fellowship. And, and, and uh, Brother Wandanalu, it was awesome. I mean, you know, it, it's a funny insight. No one gets it because it's an inside story because you don't have the fellowship because you didn't go, and I'm not saying you should have that, that, that inside. No, what I'm saying is when you go on a trip, the people that you're with for that week, you have a closer connection to, which is a good thing. Sometimes we struggle to get there, and missions trips help us with that. But probably most importantly, it helps us with our fellowship with God himself, and it's kind of like the message that we heard testimonies about that, that Pastor James gave, where you know, you can be a servant to the mission and just do all the things you're supposed to do and forget that primarily we need to be a servant to the master. And, and when we join God in his mission, we get fellowship with him in a way that we wouldn't have if we didn't join him in his mission. That's not rocket science, right? Sometimes we just... When you see an opportunity to go on a missions trip, though, you don't even, we, we don't even think like that. We're just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to have fellowship with God at a deeper level. I don't know if I want to go and be a part of making disciples and church planning. We need to have a spiritual understanding with this and, and, and have an experiential fellowship with God, not just an intellectual understanding of that's something that we should have. Now, 
Another thing that you'll discover if, if you do jump in and go on a mission strip team is that it's not just about those who are sent. We need to have, you know, senders. We need to have a home base and we need to have support. We need to have support in, in this. And so, so if you look at this diagram up here, what you'll see is that we have those who are sent. Those are missionaries, the pastors that we're going to send as church planters or, or the team that's going to go with them to, to help plant a church somewhere. Then we have the, the senders. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's me. That's, that's Midtown Baptist Temple. That's our ministries and our fellowships and the leadership training that we have. That's, that's uh, our, our missionary support teams. That's our missions team at Midtown. That's our givers who who give to help support the work. And then kind of in between there, which it's kind of part of both, is our two-by-two two trips. We're going to talk about that. Our short-term and intermediate-term trips. Because you're, you're going, like you're, you're sent, but then there's a return round-trip ticket in your future. Like, like you're coming back. Even if it's a year. You, you still know you're coming back in a year. You know, you can do anything for a year. Um, but anyway, okay, so, so just with that in mind, let, we're going to be talking about those who are sent. We're going to be talking about the senders, because we need both. So let's start, though, talking about the sent. So first of all, and, and you've got some of these on, on, on your handouts. You've got this. We're going to have them on the PowerPoints. And then also, you know, you just go onto the website, and all this information is on there. But let's talk about our two-by-two two trips. To go on a two-by-two two trip, you sign up on the website. These are our special ops trips. So it's a special op. You're just going to go do whatever needs to be done. You're not going to go and, and disrupt the routine of the church planting team that's there. Okay, now, unless they want you to, because maybe they want you to. So, for example, in Denver, Rob Sanders is planting a church in, in Denver, and we want to help him. What he needs is, 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 is someone who can go there and lead praise and worship. That's going to give his praise and worship team a break. And then someone else who can preach, or maybe it's the same person. Maybe, maybe you're like Brian Bustos, and you can do both, preach and, and you know, Eric Phillips. The, the renaissance man who can do it all, like, like the total package. Like maybe that's you. But otherwise, you know, a small team who can go in and someone who can give their team a break for the week. And so, you know, you're going to go in. We just need someone to go in, do that work, and then come back. Two by two trip. Maybe evangelism. It may be, you know, whatever the need is. That, that's our two by two trips. So next, we have our short-term missions trips. Now, now, these are our more traditional, you know, missions trips that we typically talk about. So let's just go through them real quick. You sign up for these online. I know a lot of you have already signed up online. If you are thinking and praying about going or praying for or providing for one of these groups, you ought to sign up on one of our little our little uh, billboards hanging up back there in the back of the church so that, so that we know and so that they know. But here's our, our first trip is, is Laramie in the spring of 2022. So this is a discipleship refresher course 
for the High Plains Christian Fellowship. So, so you know, the Frenches, George French is the pastor there, and he's asking, can we come and do a discipleship refresher? That's the slot that, that we just need the, the missionaries, the, the body, to just go look at and see what the needs are. And some of us, you know, need to go there and do a discipleship trip. The details are on there, three to four hundred dollars, eight to twelve people, led by Larry Smith. Okay, so you would sign up and get the exact dates and make sure they're gonna they're gonna work for you. Next we have the Tampa break, Tampa spring break trip, March 30th through April 4th. And the purpose of this trip is to evangelize uh, the college campus, you know, and, and neighborhoods surrounding Living Faith Tampa and Tampa, Florida. Again, looking at 8 to 12 people, Larry Smith, let's go love on and support um, our, our Living Faith Tampa there and, and be a part of that. Late May of 2022, there's the London and Ireland trip. So this trip will focus on encouraging and supporting the, the, uh, the, the church that's there. I've got my notes wrong. That's interesting. To, to encourage and support Crossroads Baptist Church. There'll be multiple opportunities for evangelism and ministry support with an emphasis on discipleship. Be led by James 5. We're looking at six to eight people. That one's going to be expensive. Two to three thousand dollars to go on that trip. Next, we should have Hungary and Romania uh, late April of 2022. The purpose of this trip is to encourage and support missionaries, Kale Horvath, and Doug Howie, lots of opportunities for evangelism, ministry support with an emphasis on discipleship. That's also led by James Fife, looking at 10 to 12 people, cost you about $2,000 on that trip. Late May, early June, we have a Toronto trip. This is a discovery trip to Ontario, Canada, with the intent to spy out the land there. Okay, so, so you know, what does God have us to do there, would God have us to look at planting a church? Well, we need some people to go and to spy out the land. Six to eight people on that trip. Uh, Kenya. Oh my goodness, going to Kenya. So June 2022. This trip will primarily focus on supporting Jeanette, who's there in Nairobi. Evangelism on university campuses, support current Bible studies. Uh, th this is pretty exciting. Th there's fruit there that's our fruit. We all know and love Jeanette, and, and you know, she's doing what she did here. She's just doing it there. And the fruit that's resulted with that, someone's got to help her own that fruit, and that's what we're talking about. Costa Rica. July 6th through the 14th, this trip will focus on encouraging and supporting the Salazar family in Iglesia del Norte as they minister in their community in northern Costa Rica. An estimated cost here is $1,200. This is a fantastic trip. Everyone that goes there falls in love with that ministry. It's amazing, and if you haven't gone, uh, you ought to jump in with, with Pastor Will Mata, Todd Franks, and, and, and go ahead and be a part of that trip. Boston. We have Boston in the fall. You don't want to be the guy who's never been to Boston in the fall. 
You know those guys who say, we just stay at home and lie around. And if you ask us to do anything, we'll just tell you we don't do anything. And they've never been to Boston in the fall. If you don't know about that, just wait till your kids are a little older. You'll, you'll figure that out. Okay, this trip is to evangelize on the college campus and try to catch the students as they return to school, supporting the Living Faith Boston Church plant with any ministry needs that they would need for their weekly service also. So, you know, we definitely need to support Mike and the team there. So you got to jump in with Blake's side bottom and, and go to Boston in the fall. Okay, next we have a missions trip to Laramie in the fall. They do an annual community pig roast. And there's a French name for it that I don't remember what that is. But, <clears throat> but it's a big deal. And it takes a lot of hands. The whole community turns out. It's like a community fair type thing. And this is the church's part in that. But they're interacting with hundreds of people. You get to do stuff. You know, you get to help and interact, and that's, that's a really fun trip. And uh, again, kind of probably an easier local trip. It would be a good first trip. We have the Boston Fall Choir trip. I'm a, I am super excited for Midtown's choir to take a missions trip. So this, you know, the choir is going to lead praise and worship for Living Faith Boston and as well as do evangelism and, and other more traditional, you know, missions trips type stuff in the city and the college campus there, led by Eric Phillips. And uh, all you got to do is just join the choir and then you can be a part of that. Okay, so he might take you to, to serve in other ways. I don't know. You'd have to check with him. All right, so let's go on. Uh, the Tampa Fall Festival trip is a trip that that we've been doing for a long time, led by Del Thomas. That's a well-established trip. It's a good time. And, and again, we, would be a really good first-time trip. We have the Israel trip in November. Lord willing, you know, if Israel opens up, that trip can happen. Deb is working on alternative trips. Maybe go to Jordan and Jericho and Egypt and do some other things that, that are related to the Middle East and get updated on current events. So that application, I'm not sure that's up yet. Uh, it wasn't at the time when, when I put this together. But then we have the Egypt and South Sudan trip in November, led by Wagi, perhaps four to six people, uh, to work with local ministries in Egypt and South Sudan. There's an opportunity to take or to teach seminary classes at the Middle East Baptist Seminary, and we could work that out to where you could get LFBI credit for that. There's opportunity for cultural sightseeing, like going to the pyramids and the Alexandrian Library, that sort of thing, and then get some Middle East current teaching and, and uh, cultural immersion type stuff. And then, and then we have the Boston Christmas trip. And Boston Christmas trip will be over Christmas. It'll be It'll be the first trip of this type, and the main purpose is to help put on the Living Faith Boston Christmas program, opportunity to, to evangelize, support the ministry of Living Faith uh, uh, Boston with Kenny Morgan leading that trip. And so, so those are our traditional trips. You know, we, we have some other things too. We have some intermediate term trip options. And so we've got our two-by-twos, our short-term trips that I just went over, and then our intermediate 
options. And what we have there is we need someone to go to Nairobi. Okay, so here's a slot on the sign up that you, you look at and you see the need. And someone, now it's not just anyone, right? Like not anyone can just pack up and move to Nairobi and help plant a church. But someone can. And so, you know, we need someone who's willing to go to spend, you know, one to six months in Nairobi. I'm planning on Christine and I going and spending a month in Nairobi next year. James and Rosie and Larry and Anita, Scott Growth are all planning on going and spending a month at a time to help marry, bury, and baptize, and lead, and plant churches, and do Bible studies, and whatever kind of needs to be done. If we had someone willing to just go and, and, and spend six months or a year in Nairobi, that would help with that a lot. We need someone to go spend a year in, in South Sudan, in Juba, South Sudan. You guys, Juba is an up-and-coming modern city that the entire world is investing in right now. It is a happening place. There is an equivalent to LFBI, the Middle East Baptist Seminary, okay, is there. You know what they don't have? They don't have a disciple-making, like, like we know it to be, local Baptist church that can be the oversight for that for that seminary. That's what we need. We need someone to go there who can teach a local pastor to have a discipleship philosophy of ministry. Again, so not, obviously not just anyone can go do that, but some people can, and people need to pray through that. If that's what the body is doing, and we're part of the body, and the head of the body is Christ, and, and then... So we all need to look at that, like that, and then make our decisions appropriately. Okay, so what about a gap year? A gap year is typically after high school, before college, or maybe after finishing the college, before starting a career, taking a year and going somewhere, taking a little gap, a year long usually, maybe semester, but then you just go and, and you go live with one of our missionaries and you just function as an apprentice or as an intern. You just go there and you just do whatever needs to be done under the authority structure of your fellowship and of our missions team and, and you know, your parents if you're still you know, at home, whatever. But then you go and you serve somewhere and spend a year doing that. For those of us not in school anymore, we would call that a sabbatical year. Or if you're retirement, it would just be a bridging year. I'm gonna bridge from working full time to retirement by going and spending a year in Nairobi, Kenya to help plant a church there. Well, that just sounds like a really neat thing, you know? What a good plan that would be, and I think we need some people praying like that. And then finally, on our list of opportunities, we need some people to move permanently. It's not that we don't love you, it's just we need some people to go and actually move your family to Boston. We need some, a, a couple or individuals to actually move and go do somewhere else 
what you're doing here. So you're doing this here with 500 other people. Praise the Lord. But if you'd be willing to move and go do it somewhere else with five other people, it's harder. I know it. I know it's harder. But didn't we learn at Mission Focus that yes, now is the time. It's times like this where, yes, we definitely need to be planting churches. And didn't we learn that it's time to wake up? The night is far spent. And some people need to wake up and, and they need to put on. And, and Okay, so I don't know. I think we just need to look at it in light of spiritual reality. We need someone, a key man, to move to Dallas and plant a church. So these are all things that... that Wow, that's a big ask, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, but we are a disciple-making, leadership-training-sending church, and if, if no one ever goes, then, then there's something broken. And, and so, you know, see the opportunities we have in light of spiritual reality. Now, with that, having said all of that, most of us are not going to go. I mean, hopefully most of us will go on a short-term trip or a two-by-two -two trip. But most of us will not even do an intermediate trip, and most of us will not move to Boston or, or Dallas or, or Asia with the ongs. But, but we all need to be about the mission. So, so just to illustrate this, let me tell you about a member at Midtown Baptist Temple, two members actually that you probably haven't met yet. One of them, he's been around a long time. He's actually most of the way through... LFBI. It's, it's Bad Job Bob. And Bad Job Bob is, it has a heart for missions. And every year at, at Mission Focus, he's just burdened to be a part of going somewhere. But Bob, even though he's been here a lot of years, Bad Job Bob has never gone on a missions trip. Why do you think that is? He's got a bad job. Bad Job Bob can't get off work. His boss won't let him, and he doesn't make enough money to go on a missions trip. And bad job, Bob. He's just asking, what, you know, he needs prayer somehow. And then, and then there's bad back Jack. Bad back Jack, you know, he's been here for a while. He wants to be involved in missions, but he's never signed up. Do you know why? He's got a bad back. Bad back Jack has trouble even sitting through the service. He's got a disc and, and he's had failed back surgery syndrome and the guy loves the Lord and he wants to be a part. It's all he can do to, so he has to sit back because sometimes he just has to stand up because it hurts too much. And, and so, you know, bad job Bob and, and bad Back Jack both desperately want to be a part of missions. Now, Bad Back Jack actually worked for 20 years at an employee matching 401k benefit. Bad Back Jack has got money. And Bad Job Bob, he's got health. And okay, so if there was only some way, <laughs> you know, like they're both. So burdened. And they're both here, and they're both just not signing up because they can't imagine any way because they're focused on what they don't have instead of on what they do have. But don't you know if they could just work together a little bit? 
Like, what if they both just went to their minute? Like, okay, so imagine this. It's Tuesday night prayer, and you're supposed to pray with the person next to you, and they're the only two. And so they end up praying with each other. And bad job Bob and bad back Jack are praying with each other, and they both just share their burden for missions. And bad back Jack just realizes, I could provide a scholarship for this guy. He could probably help him get a better job, actually. But, 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 <laughs> but he could provide a scholarship so that bad job Bob could go, right? So what, you know, what if they talked about it and they both just agreed they needed to go talk to their ministry leaders? And so bad job Bob, he's in Kaya, right? So, so, so uh, he just talks to Brandon, and Brandon says, he says, yes, you know, you can go, there's going to be obstacles that you need to overcome, but you just, don't you know you could just take those obstacles, and, and yes, Bob, you should go, and you know, and, and bad back Jack, he's in life, and he would go talk to Kenny Morgan, and Kenny would say, Jack, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> right? You would say, Jack, yes. That's what Kenny would do, and, and, then, and that's what Brandon would do, and then they would get together, and don't you know, okay, okay, are you still in 1 Corinthians 12? Okay, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We looked at verse 7, we saw the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. But then what we see as we work through this passage... Look at verse 12. As the body is one, there's one body, and all the members of that body, being many, are one body. So listen, I know you're an individual, I know you got your own thing going, I know you got your own gifting, but we are the body of Christ. Verse 14, the body is not one member, but many. And if the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, well, is it? Therefore, not of the body. If the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Well, it, is it therefore not of the body? No, we need all these different members. Verse 18 says, Now hath God set the members, everyone in the body, as it has pleased him. The eye, verse 21, The, the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Okay, listen. Don't miss the point of our spiritual gifting. It is to provide functionality, but it also provides unity because we need each other. Bad back Jack needs bad job Bob. And don't you know that God designed it that way so that we have to work together? I know you don't like that. But you need your brother and sister in Christ. You cannot do what God has called us to do without him. No visa Lisa. She needs scatterbrain Jane. Going crazy Daisy needs prayer mighty Heidi. We all need each other. Right? 
I need you and you need me. Why? Because that's the way that God designed it. And so listen, I'm not presenting these missions trips to you because I'm trying to get slots filled. I'm, I'm presenting these to you because this is what the body is doing and you are members of the body. So it's for us to simply go look at the form, see what the needs are, see what our capacity is, and sign up to be part of the body. There's a quote on the handout. It's a quote on the handout that, that's regarding the, the this, this is, is from a book, you know, talking about the Moravians. But the author says, when you read the book of Acts, you encounter the amazing testimony of a people who are obsessed with the propagation of the kingdom of God. These radical brethren, and I would say they weren't radical brethren, I would just say they were Christians who actually had a biblical understanding of the times and what was going on. They sold everything they had and changed all their plans and earthly attachments just to be followers of Jesus. Through the centuries, once in a great while, it happens again, where people just get ate up with the things of God and they're willing to just take their lives and add their lives to God's plan. That, okay, no, we're not suggesting you need to sell everything you have and, and, and bring that to the church. That's, that's not, right? Book of Acts is historical, transitional book. It's not actually doctrine for the church. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is we need to add our lives to God's missions. And so we need to go, but listen, it's probably a 10 to 1 ratio. Like, most of you aren't going to move. You're going to be here with me, right? Well, we still need to be all about the missions, and that's what the Moravians were like. They were all about the mission, even if they didn't go. And here's how this author describes it. He says, throughout the centuries, once in a while... It happens again. When it happens to an individual, it makes a great testimony. But when it happens to a church, it makes history. Amen. And I just think we could be that church. Actually, I think God's already doing that. But we all need to get behind what God's doing in these different ways. If we could have Eric, if you could come up, and we'll dismiss and praise and worship. So, so, so some, you know, some of us here, we just need to see the ministry and the mission as what God is doing. And then see yourself as part of the body of Christ, which is supposed to be the ones doing that. And just figure out where you fit in. You, you know, maybe some of you have overly complicated where you belong in ministry and where you're supposed to go. It's just really simple. This is what the body's doing. Go get plugged in and do it with us. It's that simple. Some of us here, maybe you don't even know that you're born again, that you have a right relationship with God. And I would just say this, that too is God's will and God's plan for your life. To just say yes to that. So, so let's stand, we'll praise and worship, and then Eric will dismiss us. But if you need to come forward and deal with some aspect of what you heard this morning, we'll have some leaders. Feel free to come on down at this time.